Vampires with Mickey and Jessica. Hey, you sound so much better. Oh, I do. Thank God. Yeah, it's a Zoom. Well, it's probably also my computer, but it's a Zoom. Yeah, it's the Zoom meeting, guys. Um, yeah. So, uh, we were talking. We we generally talk for like a few minutes before just to catch up, but I've actually started rewatching movies now instead of just like the same background TV for me doing nothing like on my couch, which is really weird because I just I feel like I hadn't had the mental like stability to watch anything that I actually wanted to to like actually pay attention to it. So um, besides Dark, uh, which I, I really loved. Which but, my wife is watching now. Oh, yeah. It's it's I really like it. It's like it's hard to do time travel in a way that's comprehensive and like would fulfill everyone's desires of like what they think would happen in time travel too. Like I have a lot of fights with like other sci-fi nerds about like timelines and this and how the story doesn't work. And I really like dark. I really like how it ended. Um, I thought there was probably no other way to end a series like that besides the ending that it got. Um, it's just like really fun and, and serious. And um, have you watched any of it, Mickey? Uh, I've just been listening to my wife while she's been watching. Like, I've been listening to, like, I've, I've been, like, doing stuff around the house while she's watching TV. I know that sounds really rude and sounds like I'm, like, but it's, like, that's how I've been staying sane is, like, we got new shelves for the DVDs and videos. So I've been building those and, like, organizing that. And she'll be watching Dark. And she'll go, oh, my God. And then I'll, like, or she'll say something and I'll look up and I'll read what, what somebody's just said. And I'll be, like, yeah, I don't know what that means. Great. <laughs> I'm completely out of the loop. I think she tried doing it on the dubbing one time, even though because she was like, I was "Oh like, God, yeah." I was like, "Put something on what that you want to watch, so I have noise in the background." But she's like, "Oh, I'll, I'll put on the dubbing." So like, you know, I was like, "I don't. I'm not even paying attention to the show. I just know that like this kid's missing, and then maybe this kid's missing, and I don't know. And this guy's fucking this person, and and the music's really cool, and but like everybody doesn't look like their younger cat. Like it's like this is so and so as a young as a young teenager. I'm like he doesn't look anything like the grown up version. But okay. I'll buy it. Um, it's, it's, I know. Well, the first season, uh, and I did. I did the mistake of having it dubbed. The first, like, first episode I watched, I was like, "Why does this show suck so much? Why does everyone like it?" And then I realized that it was on English, and I was like, "Oh, it's a German speaking show. This is yeah. stupid." And so I changed the language, and I feel like a lot of people. I, it's weird because some people I, I met some dude who doesn't read um, translated poetry because he's like, it's not going to be translated correctly. It's going to be someone else's interpretation of the poetry, which I always thought was really interesting. Yeah. But I feel like it works better in movies because you can hear the inflection in their voice and the yeah. language, you know, so you can read it and then understand and see um, how these people are, are talking and moving and, and et cetera. Um, but I, I've always liked German language. It's, and it it's I felt like it was pretty easy to to catch along if you don't like um, if you don't like, uh, you know, subtitles, it kind of sucks for you. Um, yeah. But I felt like I felt like just after a while, it just like becomes part of what you're watching and it's enthralling enough that you stick with it. Um, but I uh, I started watching movies. So Relic just came out. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, I actually really liked it. and. Um, it is it is really creepy. So it, it's a little less scary, but it, it has to do very much with um, dementia. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it has this like really creepy old house. I think the first maybe like 30 minutes, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to like it. I was like, I don't know. It's like really heavy on the tropes, you know? Um, and then it started to get really creepy and the old woman in, in it is just like, and, and this is like old people freak me out anyway. You know, it's just like a, a look in the mirror of like what our life is going to be like, which is a, which is like a heavy basis for this movie, you know? Um, especially when you have like a f- family members taking care of someone who has dementia and you know that it's like hereditary and like, you know, it's only a matter of time before it might come for you. And so it's a mother daughter who goes to um, find their, their mother and grandmother um, uh, because they've been missing for a few days. And then all of a sudden, you know, the old woman reappears and they're trying to figure out like, what the fuck is happening to you? What happened to you? Um, there's like a, and I'm spoilers for anyone who wants to watch it if you want to skip ahead a little bit there's this really great labyrinth scene um that i really liked in in the movie that's particularly terrifying and i think that stuff like really scares me anyway like being trapped in your own mind and feeling like you're in a a particular place but you're trapped in it it's like it really freaks me out and that scene is and that those scenes are like really um really well done and also there's like a big black mold factor which is obviously you know um representative of the spread of dementia and how it consumes everything but i hate mold like just the sight of it is like disturbing to me okay so so it's i i really liked it i feel like by the end the the second part of it really changed how much I liked the movie. I, I did really like the ending. I thought it was pretty, pretty well done, but it, I feel like it took a while to get there for me. Um, and then I watched Bliss. Did we ever talk about this? Did you see it? Uh, I've not, and I do want to, so don't spoil it. <laughs> but get, tell uh, me. I won't spoil it, but I really didn't like it as much as uh, other people. VFW? Uh, yeah, it was like, um, I liked VFW, but I, I feel like it was just still like the old guy movie. Um, mm. and it's weird because Bliss, I just felt like it was a bad Jarmusch Cosmatos, um, like love baby, but it was just like stupid. And that I felt like, like that sounds like my fucking cup of tea, but keep going. <laughs> but it, but it wasn't, yeah, it sounds like it would be cool, but it's, it just wasn't like <laughs> there's yeah. some, there's some really cool scenes in it. There, there really is like, there's a, the shower scenes I fucking loved mixed with the score. It's really great, but this could have been a five minute music video instead. It just like, it just is so long. And I'm like, huh. and there are movies where like, okay, yeah, I get it. You're not supposed to like any of the characters, but like you still, um, you're still involved in the story. And like, this was just like, I was like, God, fuck, just get on with it. Like these people are suck. Like I just, I just really didn't like it that much. Um, which sucks because I feel like I did really like some parts of it, but together I was just like, Oh, this is like, this is just like someone's pretentious art school shit. (laughs) It sounds like something I would love, but um, I, I, I get what you're saying, like, um, about like, not, you know, you don't always have to have movies with likable protagonists, but you have to have something that yeah, makes to, you like, want to watch it. Exactly. 
And uh, this I just got bored with. I was just yeah. like, all right, there's other movies about haunted paintings or like satanic paintings, like Devil's Candy that are just done much better than mm. this. But it was just kind of like, nah. um, and then, uh, oh, Steve Moore actually did the score for it, which Steve Moore is kind of like this up and coming. I feel like like he's done um, that movie Mayhem. He did The Guest. He did VHS. The score is really cool. It, it really is. And And those scenes that have it, do make it really beautiful like there are so many scenes where i was like oh yes this is so sick but it just the whole movie just doesn't connect for me um but you know whatever <laughs> uh and then uh and then i watched um there's been some shows i've been watching so i'll be gone in the dark is one of them it's on hbo it's about the golden state killer um either which was one of the most elusive serial killers i mean he killed for so long and he just got caught so I know, like, there's there's some serial killers that people are obsessed with, like, you know, the Zodiac that has never got caught, um, and others, even the BTK killer took a really long time for them to catch, and this guy finally got caught, and so it's based off the book, um, and it's uh, it, it does a really good job of humanizing the victims, um, and then also uh talking to the victims and telling their story which is like really chilling, and then they have the recorded tapes of the um of the golden state killer like stalking his victims and it is fucking creepy like really? it, it's bone chilling yeah and they have he's like pranking them you know essentially but he's like i'm gonna kill you and like shit like that like he just and like the ones he didn't kill he like stopped for for a while and like he just didn't catch him and it's because he was a fucking cop you know and he just moved around and killed and raped hey, and, like, but not all cops are bad yeah, a <laughs> cab, everybody. Um, so like it, it's really it's it's really well done in the way that it's her voice, and um, they're really sympathetic for the victims rather than like glorifying what happened to them. Sure. Um, <clears throat> I've also been watching "I May Destroy You," which I really like. Um, it's the girl from Chewing Gum. Um, yeah. I believe she wrote and directed it. It's like. It's one of those um, shows that's like really funny, but also really hard subject matter because it kind of forces you to relook at your past and experiences. Like, and and the main character goes through that, which I yeah. I think there's like really good points that she makes in the series. Is one um, how trauma, um, how how it takes a really long time to kind of um, figure out trauma and what it means and even your relationships with those people currently and how you could still have sexual relations with them and then not realize like how much, you know, um, pain they've inflicted on you. And then also what it goes into, which I really like is how, um, the system works for men too. Sure. Like you don't hear about men being raped because just like women, they don't believe the system is going to work for them. And so it shows like a, a gay man trying to report, um, you know, something that happened to him and how different his experience is, even from hers and how dehumanizing it is and how embarrassing it is, you know, as a gay man trying to report something that happened to him. And that's why men don't report rape. So um, it's but it's like also like really funny and like uh, uplifting in some parts. But it, it's really interesting. I, I really like it. The episodes are about 20 minutes. It's, yeah. it's pretty good. First episode and then, is really anxiety inducing. I only watched the first episode. So um, it is, yeah. Uh, but it's it's it can be because you you know something bad is going to happen. You don't know the scale of the badness yet, and you don't know like, but you know that something something is not not something really not good is going to happen to this character. And she doesn't because I she, if I'm not mistaken, she wrote the show 
she acts she's the lead in it she didn't direct it i don't think but like still it's just it's it's yeah she wrote acted and then produced maybe the ability of like you know they just like that to really put you in that mindset of like lost time you know yeah that really freaked me out and it, I think anything like that, especially it's like really cringy, especially when she's alone and like they're mm-hmm. both like just wandering around like drugged and you're like, oh, this is just <laughs> ah! um, right. for, for anybody, I feel like. And then um, on a lighter note, and then this is HBO Max, so I may assure you I'll be gone in the dark and Doom Patrol, which um, I just got into. Everyone's been telling me, you know, you would really like it. It's actually really good. And I, I kind of just didn't know much about it besides, you know, it's it's a DC comic and it's part of the new DC universe that HBO has. Um, mm-hmm. Brendan Fraser's in it. Uh, Diane Guerrero from Orange is the New Black. She played Maritza. Um, she's in it, which I really like because she's Boston and she's Colombian. Um, but she's a good actress. Uh, she's in it. Um, Brendan Fraser's in it. Yep. Uh, long live Brendan Fraser. Some of my favorite movies. I don't care. A, lo- a lot of people want to argue this, but Brendan Fraser is actually pretty sick. Like he's done a lot of really fun, stupid movies. Like um, I think I was talking about Monkey Bone and Bedazzled the other day, but the the Bedazzled remake, they're really fucking good. Uh, can we just talk about Encino Man? Uh, oh yeah, of course. Encino Man, like Airhead. Yes, Airheads. Obviously, I've I probably seen that movie like about hundred and fifty times. <laughs> and then he, but he also did something like Gods and Monsters with Ian McKellen, where it was just like about the school ties, man. Like, oh uh, yeah, with sick. And I'm I'm really glad to see him in this. I only watched the first episode um, because I was finally like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start it, and it is really fun. Um, he he plays this you know NASCAR driver in the '80s that gets into a really bad car accident, um, and then he's like rebuilt. And uh, Timothy Timothy Dalton, Sir Timothy Dalton's in it, um, and I think um, his his just being I feel like makes everything a little more better, a little more classier. Yeah um but yeah it's it's actually really fun the first episode was definitely like i i think i was like oh i i have to get recording over with so i can watch watch the next episode because it is really fun and it is very like anti-superhero you know you have a gang of broken misfits that are just trying to do better and you know um oh what's his name alan Tudyk? Is that how you say yes. it? Yes. Uh, he's in it. He he plays like a great psychopath. Like every time I've seen him be that like guy who goes crazy, um, he plays Mr. Nobody. He's he's really great too. Um, and so it's it's just like a kind of a cast of like weird kind of misfits that like really make the show good. I feel like okay. everyone should watch it. I, I and it is part of the DC universe. Um, I, I'm I'm curious to see. Have you heard about like how Zack Snyder is going to release like the the director's cut of um? You, you know, there's so many movies that I would rather see a director's cut of than than anything Zack Snyder's done. Um, so that being know, but, okay, so he gets he gets a bad rap. I I he's uh, he hasn't done the best like. Sucker Punch, I agree, is just like it's really weird movie, and I wanted it to be good, but it's just you know not. Um, but I still think that he's like okay. Think about Three Hundred and when that first came out. I think it was like two thousand and nine. Was it two thousand nine? 
um, there wasn't any other movies like it, especially in the comic book world. You know, it, it was shot entirely um, behind a, a green screen, but it was it's a beautiful movie. And and I will fight this to the death. It's actually like it is panel for panel. The comic, it, it just made the whole comic come alive in a, in a very real way. Didn't it's, Robert Rodriguez do that with Sin City? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Robert Rodriguez did it with Sin City too. They're both Frank Miller comics. I know. Um, and then, uh, and then even, um, even Watchmen. I mean, we fight about that a lot, <laughs> but I still really like Watchmen, and I'm, I'm, I am curious to see his Justice League movie. My problem, um, well, my problem with him is that he can. I feel like he fails more often than he succeeds because he succeed. I thought Dawn of Dead remake was perfectly fine. You know, actually better yeah. than I expected, but. That guy fails more times than he succeeds, yet he keeps getting... They always blame it on something else of why he failed or why it, why a movie of his failed. And he keeps getting chances and chances and chances. And I don't really think it's fair that Zack Snyder is getting so many chances when he's had so many... You know, well, what else do you see as like a, a fail besides... I, I, first off, I think Superman, Man of Steel, is a failure. A huge failure. Because you completely... I mean, you're just... It, him doing Superman was like him doing Watchmen. It was like, no, man, I love the comic. And then you make, and then you see the result, and you're like, I don't. Did you read it? I mean, I know you looked at the pictures because visually you got it. Like visually, he's you know, like Watchmen. The, we've argued about this before. Watchmen, the the movie looks like the comic book, but it doesn't feel like the comic. The show and the tone of the show feels like the comic book, even though it's it's not it has nothing to do with the the. Well, I mean, it's a sequel to the comic book, but. Same thing with with Man of Steel. It's like he was just he was like he was making the Dark Knight version of Superman. It's like I uh, it just it didn't do it for me. And then, you know, the what was it? Batman versus Superman, Justice League, all that stuff. I just it's I don't know. And and he like I said, they they they, they always underperform what they're supposed to. And it's never Zack Snyder who takes the heat gets the heat for because they just give him another I, movie to do. Well, I mean, I feel like. I don't think that he doesn't get the heat. I mean, obviously, at least in like uh, our world, the the world of nerds, he's like constantly talked about, I feel like in a negative connotation. Um, but I'm still like curious. And there's still a lot of DC fans too, who are like really curious to see how, how differently that would work out. I don't know. I didn't have a problem with Man of Steel, but it's been a while since I saw it. And Batman versus Superman, I was, I was like, I think, me and um our friend Matt, who who's been on the podcast before, we just got drunk and we were like, "Let's go see this stupid movie." And at the end, we were both we were like, "Yeah, I think I think I like it," but like honestly, I can't remember anything besides that. And I do hate the scene. I really hate the scene. It was the nightmare that Batman was having of where he had like a bunch of guns, and I was like, I almost walked out of the theater at that time. I was like, I can't handle this. I don't like it. Like fuck this. And then like, oh, it's a dream sequence. And I was like, that was fucking stupid. <laughs> But, um, but I still, I still think I liked it. But you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. I like Ezra Miller. Um, I, I, I even like Jason Momoa as Aquaman. I can't help it. You know, this is my problem with Zack Snyder, and it's maybe it's not his fault. Maybe, maybe it's just the way things are. But if Patty Jenkins had, if Wonder Woman sucked, do you think Patty Jenkins would have gotten another, another, you know, gotten to do the sequel? No, I know, I know. So why is but that? Who I don't think is that great. I mean, he's got a style that is very. It works in certain things, but he uses it for everything. But it the thing is, is like it worked for his comic book movie, so that's why he keeps doing it. Mm. 
I don't know. I'll have to rewatch. I'll have to rewatch, um, you know, Superman and, and Batman versus Superman and then get back to you. Um, I kind of remember Justice League being a little hokey, but I'm willing to rewatch that, too. And and I, I am really interested in his director's cut version and see if it makes a difference, because we know how that works, you know, especially when your your stuff gets over edited and things get cut. And then you're yeah. like, well, that but that doesn't make sense now, you know, so. I don't know. I I I know I'm like a Zack Snyder apologist, but <laughs> like we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm willing to give it up for debate, but as of right now, I'm still I'm still on his side. It's like I, yeah, it's like again the, the whole idea of him getting a director's cut just infuriates me. Is like, dude, how many times can you not do a good movie before somebody goes, yeah, it's just not working? It's like, and there's other directors that have movies where I'm like, oh man, I would have loved to have seen the director's cut of that, like. I would love that. I would love for them to sink the same amount of money they're sinking into Zack Snyder's director's cut of whatever, and sink that into like, oh my god, like a better version of The Exorcist three uh, director's cut. That you know, <laughs> they did, and they did an admirable job. But it's like it, you can when you're watching the director's cut, you're like, up. Oh, that's where you can tell. Like that's where the video the the quality yeah. fails. Um, Wes Craven, you know, did this um, had this terrible movie. And it was terrible. Called Cursed. I know, we have, dude. I love it. I can't help it. It's, it's so, terrible. It's I, garbage. But apparently, it garbage, other but I love it. There was ninety. Like they had filmed ninety percent of another fucking movie, and then the Weinstein brothers were like, "Nope, do it over." And so we had to redo it. And like the other version, you're just like, "That sounds fucking rad." And the cast was like, "Oh, Corey Feldman, Skeet Ulrich, uh, Christina Ricci, Jesse Eisenberg, everybody." You know, but it was like yeah. this crazy. Yeah, so you're like, oh my god, this could be a lot of. And that's what I thought it was going to be when I went to see it in the theater, and I walked out, and I was like, I have never, I, I'm, I'm an apologist for Wes Craven, but that was one I can't abide, and I know that's not his fault, but that's the one I'm like, I would love to have seen a director's cut of that, you know, yeah, uh, you know, so it's like, yeah, we can see keep sinking money into Zack Snyder and, and seeing if maybe something will land, but I, there's just so many directors, I'm like, oh man, this guy deserves a better shot, a better cut of the, the movie that they originally wanted to do or the original cut well, uh, I, would, and- I would prefer an event horizon director's <laughs> cut than a fucking Zack snyder one because there's moments of that movie where i'm like that could have been really yeah, cool but in, check his it defense, out. in his defense it's just for the hbo dc you know section now it's not like it's going to be released in theaters it's like you know uh hbo is trying to go against maybe Disney plus and their Marvel universe. And so they have all the DC stuff, which most of it is not good. Uh, some of it is though. Doom Patrol is really good. Yeah. I want to see Constantine. I want to see Swamp Thing. Swamp, the, the new Swamp Thing. Constantine, the movie or Constantine redone? Because there was a show Constantine. The show. And it really, it really wasn't good. I mean, I, I, I think I watched the first two episodes and, you know, I was just like, oh. Well, Harry's closer to the comic stupid. book than I love the Because he's blonde and he smokes cigarettes. Like, actually, yeah. the Keanu one is pretty close. The Keanu, <laughs> one, the Keanu one, I think, is underrated. I really do. Look, I you, think people should re-watch it. You know that I love me some Keanu Reeves, but <laughs> that movie, I saw that in the theater, too, and I was like, good. I think you, I, when's the last time you watched it? Uh, when it came out in the theater, I think you should rewatch it. I, I might really have do. to, but isn't uh, what's his fucking face from Bush in it as the as yeah, Gavin Rossdale? He's one of that's the like demons. Gavin Rossdale. Um, He's before we get to our, the movie we watch, I, I've watched a lot of stuff, so yeah, yeah. What have you watched? Okay, so you know, um, so I, as you, I, we've talked about before on Friday nights, um, I run, I do like movies in our house, right? You know, whatever, and, 
And so I'll get into that in a second, but my wife has taken over Saturday nights. So, uh, and a lot, of course, she's more into like wanting to watch more recent stuff. So we watched, um, let's see, The Platform, which is on Netflix. Oh, yeah, I really like that. Did you like I it? I did too. It's just really, it's a, it's a real buzzkill right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the pla- uh, Platform, uh, Unsane, the Steven Soderbergh movie. He shot oh, on yeah, uh, I really wanted to see that and I didn't. And then like, he has an app too. Did you, did you ever download it? Not at all. It was like a storyline app. I, I didn't even use it once. It was like the story was through these different videos that you had. It was like it was like kind of choose your adventure, but Soderbergh's really weird. And I think I like almost everything he does, and I still haven't seen Unsane. What's it on? Like what's uh, it, I think it was on um oh gosh, I think it was on Prime. Um I didn't care for it. Okay. Um, I feel like you know it's weirder. I feel like if it was a little dirtier, if it was a little grimier, if it was a little like grosser and grittier. I think I would have really liked it as like a good B movie, mm-hmm. um, but it's not. And I don't. You remember we were talking about like characters. I don't like. Any, I didn't give a fuck about anybody in that that movie at all. And in fact, there's something that the lead character does that's so questionable to me. As like a man, I don't even want to see this person get to the end of the fucking movie because why the fuck is that? What that would just happen? Okay, you know. Yeah. Um, I was really, I was really bothered by it, you know? And like I said, like if there was like, if it was just like a nastier movie, I think I would have like embraced it more, but it was still trying to be like, I don't know. It, it still felt like a little bit glossy, a little sheen, you know? And people are like, oh, but he shot on an iPhone. It's like, yeah, you probably did shoot on an iPhone with like a million lenses that you'll never, that nobody can afford to have on their fucking iPhone. So don't sit there and go, look what you can do with an iPhone. It's like, yeah, look what you can do with an iPhone if you're Steven Soderbergh. And they're like, here, you can also attach this lens to the iPhone. You can also do this. You know what I mean? It's like, He's not yeah. fucking iPhone the way we use an iPhone, so give me a fucking break. Um, I we watched the lore, which I really liked. What's that about? Um, it is about it's a Polish horror musical about these two mermaids who um, they come on they come on to sea or come on to shore and they get kind of like taken in by this weird like band that performs at like a strip club slash nightclub and they like. <laughs> they, it's it's I don't know it's really hard to like give away but it's like obviously they start becoming like uh en- enchanted by the um by the the human world but the human but but they're enchanted by all the wrong things you know and like um it's a love story it's also a horror movie it's a musical it's a it's it's on uh, I think it's on Criterion it's worth checking out it's a uh, I, I I really enjoyed that a lot we also watched Blood Quantum which is on Shutter have a cool a- name. Yeah, it's a Native American. Well, it's um, blood quantum comes from the, uh, the 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 term or the phrase of like when they would try to like measure how much Native American blood you had in you so you could um, qualify for um, you know reparations or money or anything like yeah. that, which is a really like absurd thing. But like um, to you know measure somebody's blood like that, but like uh, it's a it's a Native American zombie film basically about the zombie outbreak that doesn't affect the members of this like this tribe on this reservation. And like the one thing I, 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 it's another one of those movies where I'm like, Oh man, I feel like shit after watching it. But what I will say about this, and I'm, I'm kind of over the whole fucking zombie genre at this point, but I got to say that this movie does make, do some, take some turns and some moments where I was like, Oh, I really didn't see that coming. That's not what you would see in a movie like this. So good for them, you know? So mm-hmm. I had to like it because I was like, man, I, there was a few moments where I raised an eyebrow. I was like, Holy shit. Like I thought I'd seen everything. Um, and not just like gore wise, I'm talking about like plot wise. It's like, oh wow, they really, they're really going. And it's like I said, it's a bummer. They really lean into like the depression. So 
Um, if you're really feeling anxious and really depressed, <laughs> maybe not the best movie. But you know what's, what movie made me the most depressed? Like, I was so angry at this movie that I almost, like, wanted to run out in the open and, like, you know, um, was uh, Eurovision. <laughs> oh, my God. I was just talking about that because I I was uh, actually – I got um, open social distance lunch um, with a friend and, and – uh, they were. They said they had just watched it, and I was like, "It's probably the stupidest movie I've ever watched. It might be yeah. really the stupid. The only funny part was when um, Will Ferrell yeah. was making fun of the Americans." Yeah, everybody says everybody, and I agree. It's the funniest part because it's like, yeah, all of it's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, that's how everyone feels towards us right now, and it's because we're all awful and the country can't get it together. And it is, it's like, ah, oh, fuck you Americans. You, you yeah. suck. Like go away. No one wants you here. Get out of our country. Um, I, I love it, that. Yeah. That was probably the only part. And it sucks. Cause I really do like the cast. Like I watched it until the end. Uh, but I was kind of just like, Oh, that's sad. That's sad that everyone's doing this right now. <laughs> yep. That's how I felt too. And then, uh, and then we have our Friday night movies. And since we last spoke, I think the last movie that we watched since the last episode was reefer madness, which was a, a delight. Ooh, yeah. Um, we watched, uh, again, my, bear in mind that my wife has no idea. Like I have already booked us through September of like, <laughs> I have made like, cause I, I I'm trying to keep sane myself. So I've made flyers for like, like, you remember how, like, when we would go to, like, you know, the New Beverly has the calendar or the Cine family used to have the calendar. I made a calendar of what we're showing every Friday night. Um, again, my wife doesn't want to know, but I also I did it for, like, when this is all over, we'll have something to remember, you know? Yeah. So, uh, again, she has no idea what movies we're going to watch. So, we uh, one of the movies was Motel Hell, which we did an episode on. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. I, I, I just thoroughly love that movie so much that... I'm tempted to buy drop seventy dollars on a on a Farmer Vincent pig mask for Halloween. That is never, you know, we're not going to go out for Halloween, so it's like I'm pretty much going to walk around the house with a pig mask on. But um, that's pretty sick. It is. Um, we watched Grindhouse, uh, the original Grind, you know, the 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 double feature format, not the movies individually, but like Planet Terror, the trailers. I the, like I like Grindhouse. I loved it, and my wife did not. <laughs> really, she didn't yeah, like it. Yeah. What did uh, you like? I mean, um, it's interesting because it didn't do very well. And I think it was just because both Rodriguez and Tarantino overestimated people's love for nostalgia of that stuff. But I think, uh, you know, it's funny you say that because I saw that opening night. Uh, they, they, I, I got to say, one of the reasons why I wanted to watch it was because Grindhouse was one of my favorite times seeing a movie in the theater. Uh, I saw it opening night at like 1130, 12 o'clock show um, at the Chinese theater. Uh, Grauman's uh, theater mm -hmm. and um, the entire crowd was so fucking into that like uh, Planet yeah, Terror for me I like Planet Terror but it's yeah. not It's to me it's so repetitive like it's just like how many different fucking ways so we can we um, can we kill a zombie you know yeah. um, whereas Death Proof I'm like in the minority where I love Death Proof like and I agree like the first 20 minutes of that fucking thing are so tedious you're just like oh my god will they just shut the fuck up but I feel like it's all a buildup to that fucking amazing car crash that he shoots. He reshows you four or five different angles, and the I remember seeing that in the theater, and the entire audience lost their fucking minds. Like the whole fucking crowd was like on their feet because like everybody at this point it's like two in the morning. And everybody's just like, ugh, they're like just they're struggling, and then that happens, and the whole crowd just fucking unloaded. It was awesome. I loved it. My wife did not care for it one bit, and I was trying to be like, yeah, but Kurt Russell. He's the bad guy. He's great. Um, 
Stop in mic. But I, mean, I saw, see, I had the opposite. I saw it in Massachusetts. I think it was still there at the time. And there was nobody there. There was probably like my friends and then like two other people. And it was like, and I felt like they could have flipped the schedule of the movies a little bit because like you said, the first 20 minutes drags on. So like, I think I went to like a 1 a.m. sewing. So by now it's like 3 a.m. And I'm like fucking tired. And I'm like, can this movie have something so I can stay awake? But I do really, I do really like Death Proof. I think that's more one of my more favorite um, right. Tarantino films, to be honest. Um, I love it. Me too. Yeah. He doesn't like it. But uh, and then a week later, or last this past weekend, we watched um, Under the Cherry Moon. Which, if, for, for those of you who are not familiar with Under the Cherry Moon, it is the second film after Purple Rain that Prince was in. I've he, never seen it. He directed it. It's his attempt at kind of being like. I don't know. There's definitely like you could tell he was inspired by like Fellini and French New Wave and all this stuff. Um, it's not a great movie, but it's also a wonderful movie. And it's the the soundtrack is one of the best Prince albums of all time. It's I just love it. I mean, like it's one of those movies where like I watch it, I can go look. I can point to you if you really, if I really need to, I can tell you everything wrong with this movie. But all the things that are wrong with it is what makes it feel so right. Um, yeah. And so I, I happen to love it. And then. Um, what is it? Is it streaming or did you watch it from oh, the no, TV? I have it on video, but my wife was like, I cannot watch this because it was like the video. Like, the video I have is the video that I first saw it on in 1990 something. I can't remember. <laughs> it like, and it was a rental at one point. And then I, you know, and so it's been, it's been through some, from some viewing. So uh, she was like, I can't, so we just rented it on iTunes, but uh, I tried, you know, I tried going for the, the original VHS effect, but um, the other thing that we've been doing is every Thursday at the Mission Tiki Drive-In, which is my favorite drive-in, you know, and it's like I'm really sad that it's closing uh, at the end of the summer. But uh, Beyond Fest has been teaming up with uh, American Cinematheque and Beyond Fest have been teaming up with Mission Tiki, where every Thursday they have a uh, they have a screen, and so there's been some great double features. And and I just want to throw this out there, by the way. I also think that there's like I'm like kind of weirdly in sync with the universe because let me tell you some of these movies here. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road, which is great, you know, love that, was on a double feature bill with Death Race 2000. Well, hey, we watched, I, I showed that movie to my wife a few, like a month ago as part of our Friday Night Quarantine flicks. Just saying. Um, Death Race 2000 is really, is really fun. You know, it's you great. Early, you have early St Stallone, you have David Carradine. Um, it's great. I wish I could go, but like, dude, like, like you mentioned, anything having to do with Beyond Fest, people just like fucking swallow yeah. it whole. And so, I haven't been able to, and um, I'm like resentful and jealous. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, and, and, and like, like I said, it's been fun. Like on, on, like for example, on July second, you know, Fourth of July weekend, we uh, they did Jaws and Tremors, and and you know, it's funny because I, I hadn't last time I watched Jaws was when I was in the Bahamas with my wife and her and her family were out snorkeling. I was like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to watch a movie, and I watched Jaws, which is like the worst thing to watch when you're like in the middle of nowhere on a boat. Um, but you know, it's even scarier watching it now because. Um, you know, and, and you've been seeing memes about it. You've been hearing about it. But the whole idea of, like, the, ma the the mayor of Amity trying to keep the beaches open is just, like, what's going on in certain states. You know, there's even a part where they're arguing whether or not there's actually a shark. And I was like, this is fucking terrifying. That yeah. we're at a point right now where people are arguing whether or not there's a fucking shark or there is, you know, this little boy gets eaten by a shark. And they're like, yeah, it's probably not even a real shark. And it's like it sounds so fucking hauntingly familiar to what's going on now that Jaws is kind of takes on a whole new, like it will be remembered for years to come as like, you know, a, you know, not just a, a creature feature film, but like also a weird, like 
coronavirus film, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, last week, which is the one that I was waiting for the most, was Evil Dead, which was the first Friday Night Quarantine movie I showed my wife. Before they started doing this drive-in tour, I'm just saying, I'm in, t- I'm in sync with the universe. Um, they did Evil Dead and the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now, Evil Dead's a big deal to me because um, a, a family friend of mine introduced me to it on video. And then a week later, that same family friend lent me a copy of Joe Bob Goes the Drive-In, which is you know the collection of all of Joe Bob Briggs's drive-in articles from the early 80s. And I, I loved it. And one of the first movies he talked about was Evil Dead. It just, it made me love that movie even more because I just seen it. I just, I felt like I just, you know, it's when you start, it's, there's certain songs or certain movies that when you see it, you, for the first time you hear it for the first time, you feel like you're part of like this weird club that like, yeah. you know, and that was one of those movies. And, and, uh, and so it was, it, it, it really, really made me go, oh man, this guy who's writing this review about Evil Dead is my new fucking hero. And, and you know, he has been. And then, um, the, and then Texas Chainsaw Massacre is in my top three movies of all time. So seeing that the drive-in was just, it was a dream come true. Um, this week coming up, um, by the time we, you know, well, shortly the day after this episode is uh, released, it's, we're gonna, uh, they're going to be doing Big Trouble in Little China and Enter the Dragon. Um, Big Trouble in Little China, which as I said to you, is the movie I've probably watched the most in the past yeah. five years, one of which was with you. Um, which is how I should have known that it was what they were going to play when they posted that random picture of of the Beyond Fest screening that we went to with Kurt Russell being, uh, doing yeah, a, which was one of my all time other one of my all time favorite movie going experiences because um, it was just the atmosphere was just so fun. Like everyone was very excited. Like yeah. even like you know grown ass adults were like, I saw him in the hallway. He's coming. Like, I know. Well, I remember like I I, hit, I remember hitting his arm and we looked over and we just saw him like waiting in the wings and we both kind of like got that like. I just, I, it was like weird. a little kid, like, oh, yeah. yeah, it was like, it was how I'm sure some people, you know, feel when they're going to about to meet the president. That's actually cool. Not the douchebag we have now, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like that feeling you get when you're about to shake hands. We wouldn't even, we were just watching him. It was just like, it was like your, your, or it was like the, the better way to describe it was like that cool uncle that you just can't wait to fucking see. And yeah. it only shows up once in a while at family gatherings. That's what it was like. Cause at the moment he walked out, like the whole place just fucking like, Oh, it was insane. It, they exploded. And so um, I'm interested in, I, I'm, I'm interested in seeing at the drive-in um, and then into the dragon is, you know, a great film. I just got, I was just saying to you, I just got the criterion. Oh, I'm so Fox. jealous. I like it, don't want to spend money, but I do. Want it's to my reward for not smoking for the past, what, three, four months. So I'm, I, I felt like I deserved a little treat for myself. So I got, uh, yeah. Got congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I hope to someday be able to have the lung capacity of that man, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, but yeah, so I, um, you know, uh, that's, that's, been, I've been watching a lot of movies and I've been also, we've just been fixing our house. Now we have this beautiful section of where our videos and DVDs are. And it's, uh, I mean, when I say we, I mean, pretty much me, my wife could give a shit if the videos look are nicely displayed, but I do, um, <laughs> pretty cool stuff. But yeah, that's, uh, that's been my life is movies and maintenance around the house or apartment. I know. It's like, what else can you do besides, you know, going insane? Uh, I guess watch movies. But so so uh, so we did. And this is this comes from. Well, there's a lot. So I'm in part of this group on Facebook, which I I honestly fucking hate. It's the (laughs) it's the strange movie group, um, which is it just really makes me insane. Like 
the same movies get reposted over and over and over again. And there's always Lynch movies and they're always Cronenberg movies. And it's like, it's always like, has anyone seen this? And it's like, yeah, there's fucking 200,000 people in this group. You think that this movie that had a giant release, no <laughs> one's ever, it makes me so mad. And like, I'm definitely a hater on there. Like I'll comment some bullshit. I don't care. But um, rarely there's a movie that I haven't seen. And the sender was one of them. Someone just posted about it. And I was like, oh, this is, really interesting um it's it's a it was a british movie um that does take place in america mm-hmm. um had, what's his name how do you pronounce it zelko ivanek yeah don't know who he is uh, yeah, no, you, but he's in everything like, i know as an older adult man this is a this is an early role for him he looks very young in it and he's I in i realized that when i looked him up afterwards i was like oh wow i've seen a lot of stuff yeah, and it's um it was directed by Roger Christensen, who really doesn't who really didn't do much except um this movie and like Battlefield, Battlefield Earth, which is not a good resume, but it it sucks because I I honestly really like this movie. Yeah. Um it's more of a like a like a psychological thriller than it is a horror movie, but it has some horror elements that are really creepy. Yeah. Um it's about, you know, this like teenage boy is found, you know, sleeping in the woods and he gets up all all like scared and he just he's in like um like a more populated like a, a park part of the woods and you know there's people and there's a lake and he just gets up and he he starts picking up rocks and he puts them into his jacket and then he just walks into the lake which i really like that scene i thought that was pretty clever yeah it is, it is and i i really like everyone else's like the extras reaction because it is scary and it's kind of like everyone's like what the fuck is this guy doing and it's like I don't know what I would do if I saw some kid starting putting rocks in his jacket and then walking into the lake. Right. Um, dude, uh, I, and then it's about how basically this young man has telekinesis that um, is only um, coming through to his dreams. Um, and then his dreams are being like projected through other people as well. So um, he ends up in a mental institution and he has, you know, the doctor who's trying to help, help him. Um, and so that's what it's about. And honestly, I, I, I actually really like it. Uh, you know, it's I I it's, it's I I I liked it too. It was less. I didn't think it was. And you know, it's weird. You know, the funny thing is that like I I feel like it could have been weirder or stranger. Yeah, it could have been a little more scary. Yeah, a little bit more surreal. I, I guess. I, I guess that was one of the problems with this movie is it got cut insanely, and then you know it didn't get um a, really a wide distribution. It got like yeah. very. Um, small showings in the United States and and everything. And it, this would be a fun movie to see a director's cut of. Yeah, I'm sure um, if Snyder directed it, we'd get that too. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe Zack Snyder. <laughs> um, no, I I actually really like it. The composer is Trevor Jones, who has yeah. has done really notable things. Uh, Dark Dark City, Labyrinth, Dark Crystal, Excalibur. Um, dude from hell, desperate measures. He's done literally every movie that you like. Um, and he also did this, which it's very notable. I feel like the score is really good. Um, the movie, there's like some really good scenes, like, um, you know, the, the hospital obviously thinks this man is crazy and thinks everyone's crazy. And then they're kind of like, there's a scene that happens where they're giving him electroshock therapy and it's in, immediately once the electricity hits he goes into this dream sequence where it affects everyone around him and then it stops and it's like everything's back to normal and it's i really like that scene i thought it was really well done even though you could tell like one of the um 
you know, this guy goes through a window and it's a like a mannequin. <laughs> it's so blatantly a mannequin, but I do still really like it. Um, I thought that scene was really fun. Um, well, you know, funny because you just you just said that this guy goes there, and it's like the guy is actually like the the actor was Paul. I mean, it wasn't him; it was his, it was a dummy. But the character is played by Paul. The 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 doctor who goes through the window is played by Paul Freeman, who is Belloc in Raiders of the Lost Ark. He's oh the shit! French archaeologist, yeah. Um, oh shit! Yeah, that that was actually one of the things I wanted to point out about this movie is that like. It was such a weird movie because it's not it's not a very loud movie in a weird way. You know what I mean? It's not a very big movie. It just feels very like contained, very quiet almost. You know, very um, I don't I don't know how to describe it, but it's just you have to see it to understand. It's just it's it's not loud. It's very simple, and I like that. Um, but the cast is like just sometimes people just pop up and I'm like, oh my god, I know exactly who that person is. For example, one of the nurses is played by Marsha Hunt, who is in. One of the last movies that we did see together face to face, which was The Howling Two, she's oh, the, yeah. she the werewolves. Um, uh, she's in it. Okay, here's the one that blew me away. The other inmate, the one who like keeps acting like he's in the military. Do you know? Do you recognize him at all? I did, but I didn't look him up. Who... Okay, he was out. His name is Al Matthews, and he in real life he was in the military, and then he became an actor. He's also the leader of the Marines in Aliens. He's a pwn. He's the one who's like, oh, get the fuck out. He's the one who's constantly yelling at Bill Paxton. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. And I, was like, I didn't recognize. I was like, God, there's damn. a lot. There's a lot of actual people, notable people in this, which yeah. sucks, which kind of is sad. I mean, I guess it was just too early and, and too cut that they just, you know, that they just kind of this movie just was hidden and then yeah. faded away. But it's actually it's actually kind of clever, you know what I mean? And I I would like to see a, a director's cut. You know, even the the violent scenes, you know, where um, he's projecting a dream to one of the guys called the Messiah um, yeah. in the mental institution who thinks <laughs> who thinks he's Jesus and he, he gets like he does this like palm to this guy's face but his head gets knocked off and it's was- it's really funny and like kind of cool. It's 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 really funny. And it was hilarious and it was kind of cool, but for all the wrong reasons. It was just like yeah. So- it was just yeah, it's kind of like stuff. silly. Yeah, it's re- yeah, like you said, it's really goofy. But it, I think it would be like cool it. to like see more. I yeah. thought I felt sad for the soldier because that's like especially his whole premise and being there is he doesn't want to go to war again. And then his nightmares are just him being in war, and you're like, yeah. wow, it's fucking sad. Just like perpetual war. Um, it does yeah. the you know the the mother um is like haunting her son through the dreams and it, it does get really creepy and, and yes. sad. I just think like you said there just wasn't enough like you wanted more from it but it was still yeah. cool. I wanted just to be I just wanted to kind of play play a little bit more surreal you know like um the problem is that you can throw a, a weird like you know idiosyncratic image into a movie. But if you explain why it's there, it's suddenly like it loses that weird feeling, that dreamlike. Like it didn't. It was just weird images, but without the feeling of like that disorientation. Except for towards the end. Towards the end, there's a whole plot. There's a whole you know finale over by like this like house, and um, that was where I was like, oh man, like if if the rest of the movie had more more moments like this, it would have actually been a really great little. Horror movie. See, I like, yeah, I agree. I think it would have been a good, more horror movie, but also I like the fact that the dream sequences for the most part were very natural and part of the movie because, you know, the whole, the whole first part of the movie, the um, doctor's trying to figure out, you know, what's real. And she has like this thing where she's up at her house and she sees 
she sees the teenage boy in in her thing um in her yard and then he breaks into her house and she calls the cops and the cops are like dude your necklace is right here no one's here he's at the hospital like are you sleeping and she was like what no like i was i'm awake i've just been awake and that i have dreams like that like it's you know brains are really fucking weird and your subconscious is weird i have like totally normal dreams and like i wake up thinking it happens like i have dreams that like i'm doing laundry and then, like right. it's something like that and i'm like or like my my old roommate asked me something and in the morning i'd be like oh yeah you could you could borrow that and he's like what like what are you talking about? Boy, I'd be like, didn't you ask me to borrow this? And you'd be like, no, dude. Like, <laughs> and I, it's like stuff that I dream. And so uh, stuff like that really freaks me out just because I've experienced like how natural dreams can be and how they affect your memory too. It's like really creepy. Yeah, but what, like what the, I'm talking about, like moments where she opens up the refrigerator to grab like medication, and it's like, oh, yeah. like, oh, you like if you're having any trouble realizing whether or not that's a dream or if it's really happening, you know what I mean? Like you don't go you don't go from zero to ten. You got like you know what I mean? Like what what makes yeah. a dream is exactly what you're talking about, like where she first thinks that she's seeing him outside in her yard, but it's because it's it's so it's so innocuous, it's so normal. Whereas when you when you go out of like when you go completely in the other direction, it loses that surrealism because it doesn't feel like reality anymore. It feels like such an exaggeration. So, um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I totally agree. And I felt like they could have, if I like you said, they could have eased into that a little bit more. Like yeah. especially what they did with the mother character, you know, seeing yes. her yes, um, in the office the and stuff. Part. Yeah, yeah. those are the best parts. And like, and you know, it's weird because I, you know, at by the end of it, it made me remember. Um, there was a, another, um, there was a, uh, you know, there's a reboot of the Twilight Zone in the 80s, like 84, 85, 86. Um, and a lot of like directors that you and I both like um, directed uh, episodes. And William Freakin actually directed an episode called Nightcrawlers, which is about this. Uh, it all takes place in a, um, uh, a roadside diner and this like, you know, on a really stormy night. And it's just basically all these people trapped in one location. But one of the people is a Vietnam vet who like, uh, was part of like a spe specific platoon that they were experimenting on. And now his hallucinations can, he can make them real. And he's, he's like, he's constantly trying to stay awake because every time he has, he goes to sleep and has these nightmares and goes back to Vietnam and his nightmares in Vietnam come, you know, it's happening where he, wherever he's at. And um, it reminded me a lot like that episode um, in that sense of like the character, the idea of like a character who's like dream, who can like make you, um, you know, see his dreams or his hallucinations you know yeah like, there's really like, like and i like these stories too like um and and they're not technically original you know what i mean like you see um someone who can manipulate like dreams and consciousness and x-men and and you know and comic books and you know like you just said you know twilight zone episodes and stuff like that mm -hmm. uh, but i i do think it's a it's a fun take and i'm i'm kind of sure. glad we watched this one um, it, it would be interesting to see other, you know, I'm, I'm really interested to see where the new Sandman, um, series yeah. goes and if they can even make it, um, vaguely like the comic, but I, I kinda, I really like it. Like, I don't think I love it. I think like you said, it could be scarier or, or a little better on the horror side. They could have added some other elements, but like, I am, I'm actually surprised that, um, I, I liked it. Yeah, it's it, you know it was good, and it, it, like I said, it's a very um, nice little contained film. Uh, it's not; it doesn't try to be anything bigger than it is, which I like. It's a very, mm -hmm. it, like I said, it's a very, it's a really nicely done film, and it does bum me out that this guy's only other movie. Because I mean, I, you know, his backstory is that he 
he worked as um he worked on other films. I want to say as uh, you know special effects and yeah. uh, directing. Um, I, I want to be one hundred percent sure about that. But you know he's worked with like um, you know Ridley Scott and um, George Lucas and like you know uh, which I guess yeah he was a set decorator and a production designer and um, and so like he you know he had the experience but. Unfortunately, like the only other movies, like you know, the the biggest movie he ever did was Battlefield Earth. Which I mean, look, even if you go into that movie, like, because he was like, I didn't consider this a Scientology movie. I considered it a science, fi- like a throwback to old science fiction movies. This is talking about Battlefield Earth. It's like, yeah, but no matter what you say or whatever, what your intention is, the movie's going to come off as the Scientology movie because that's exactly what it is. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, you could be trying to do something completely different to kind of you know. But it's it's always you know there's a thing attached to that that story that movie that's always going to make it something that you can't overwhelm or overcome. So I feel bad for him because it means that movie has been considered, you know, one of the worst movies ever made. But uh, I know, and it's it's so sad that it was just like that's it, the career ender. <laughs> yeah, and, and exactly, you know, and it's like you know you think about I don't know directors like Zack Snyder who would probably get five more <laughs> movies after that. No, uh, you know, in all honesty, like you know. I, 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 it's a shame that he, um, you know, it's a shame that he didn't, you know, he, he didn't go on to bigger things. I mean, he did other stuff. Let's, let's not, let's not, let's not kid ourselves. You know, he did a, I, you know, he did a movie called Masterminds. I actually remember this. The moment I saw it on his resume, I was like, oh, is that the movie with Patrick Stewart? And it is. Uh, it's like a weird kind of like fun teen comedy type thing. Um, thriller or a sci-fi movie. Um, it's stupid. Let's just say. Yeah. <laughs> We're not talking about Patrick Stewart in Green Room as the villain. We're talking about Patrick Stewart as kind of like a wacky, like, you know, whatever. But uh, The Sender was just like, it's just a nice little film. And also, you have to understand this. The Sender came out, comes out in 1982, which was a interesting year for like, move, you know, for movies. Because some of the best movies that came out in 1982 were flops in their time. Because they yeah. weren't, they weren't uh, you know, I mean, the, the, the very famous way to look at it or the story about it is that like, you know, you know, uh, Blade Runner and, and the thing bombed and ET was a fucking smash. And so he kind of tells you where people were at mentally and emotionally for stuff like, you know, for in film, you know, what they were looking for in their film, they were looking for more uplifting than they were for like dark and depressing. And the sender does have some pretty dark themes to it, you know, like, um, you know, the whole, the whole story between the, about the kid and his, the, the main character and his mom is, pretty fucking dark and as well as also like kind of like the weird kind of like indictment on um not psychiatry but like the practices and the, and the therapies and the, and the um yeah like, really shock treatment which i was like yeah i never understood shock treatment either but uh and there's a and one the main the, the main the doctor like the the female lead she's very vocally against it and it was like yeah you know i've never I, I, I've never understood it myself and like, you know, uh, why people go, oh yeah, this person's got this condition. Let's just shock it out of them. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you think of the you, history of like mental health professionals and like shit, they, they just used to torture you, you know, like water torture, lobotomies, like there were always like te- technically experiments. Uh, they just experimented on these people, which is like really fucking weird. It is really weird. Like the whole- right. The whole thing. Um, so and yeah, that's I did. What I like about this is that like it was like it was not just like a, uh, it was calling it out. You know, it was saying like you know, hey, some of the stuff that people do like when we're trying to cure the mentally ill is completely fucked. So yeah, and it's well, one thing too that I googled because I was like, is that 
a thing like i don't fucking know and it was like uh do i was like do um like infants in the womb dream and i was like i don't i mean they have like brain no like they have like i was like this is really interesting and it was like all these articles was like some scientists believe this and i was like i was like i wonder if that's a thing like dream transference like i was like that's a weird thing to think about and i don't want to think about it anymore. i know for a fact that uh baby or infants dream in the womb because i've seen night realm street five <laughs> and, and you true know, yeah you true know. but that is a thing it's like a thing that's studied and i was like that's fucking weird dude yeah, um. <laughs> Night Five broke the fucking you know broke new scientific territory with that with, with kind of <laughs> being the first movie or story to really explore that possibility. And you well, you can look, we can all agree that it's the worst installment in the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. But also as a documentary, it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've gotten that far. I don't think I've ever watched it. Nightmare on oh Elm Street Five. Oh my. Um, I'm, I kind of want to now. I'm very interested in this. I was uh, on HBO Max. Horror dream baby. Movies are on HBO Max, so um, you should watch four first. Because four is actually pretty is a lot of fun. It's pretty good, but then you then you watch five because you need to. You kind of need to watch five to understand or watch four to get. It's one of the few movies in the franchise where characters like cross over. So it's like you know, I mean, three and four and four and five all kind of have crossover characters. So. Um, you know what you should just do because you have nothing else to do. You just watch them all because I did in one night and it was rough. Uh, <laughs> I can tell. I feel that. like it would be rough. I feel like it would be the most rough. It was. It was really rough. I remember by the time we got to like, I remember at part four, me and Steve were outside like at the patio of Cine Family, and I was like, "Someone's there." Like, all right, let's just go, go get breakfast, and when we come back, we'll we'll, we'll try to come back for West Craven's Nightmare because that one's really fucking good. And you know, fourth one's the last really really good one. And uh, we're about to leave, and this guy who works in a family comes over. He's like, "Would you guys want a couch?" And I was like, "Yes, we would." And so we got to sit in the couch, and we like went to the car, got blankets, and like I couldn't for the life of me sleep through part five. And I was trying to because I was like, "God, I fucking hate this one so much. Why can't I go to sleep?" But I was I was in it to win it. So um, <laughs> I, I watched all the nightmare films in uh, one night, and it was uh, one of my proudest achievements and one of the stupidest things I've ever done. Yeah. I believe it. How many are there? Seven? Uh, including What Screams of Nightmare, seven. And we're not going to include Freddy vs. Jason because Freddy vs. Jason sucks balls. But I, I, I don't think I've seen that one since the theater, but I think I saw, I think I've seen one through three and then uh, like six, seven. I think four and six. I, I actually have, I've come to a newfound appreciation for part six. Um, I really do. The only problem with when we watched it at the marathon was that they didn't, they didn't know which print they got. And it just so happened that they got the print that has the last 20 minutes in 3D. And nobody had 3D glasses. So you're watching, you're, you're oh, barely, no. you're super tired. It's gotten, I don't know what time in the morning it is. Um, my eyes are stinging. And now I can't see anything because it's supposed to be, it's that red and blue 3D. Uh, but <laughs> I would basically just watch, I, you know, I, I look, I remember that night, that morning, we were walking to our respective cars. We were like, yeah, I probably don't have to watch a Nightmare on the Street movie anytime soon. I literally got the box set that night in the mail, and I've watched them. I'm sure I've watched them all multiple times since then. So it's not like, you know, it's still they still hold up. But yeah, yeah five is just. But part five, the big plot line of that is: Do babies dream? And if they dream, and that Freddy, you know, because a lot of times the characters like, oh, they're kill. He's killing me, but I'm wide awake. Why is that happening? Well, because somebody's asleep. 
You know what I'm Somebody's saying? asleep. Yeah, uh, and you know, babies in the womb sleep like what 80, 90% of the time. So yeah, fucked. Yeah, you're fucked. But uh <laughs> but yeah, I dream dream movies always freak me out. Dream movies like this between where it's like very blurred between yep. reality and dream really freak me out. I yeah. I honestly I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, I mean I liked it. I, I definitely did. I just I wanted like um yeah, I wanted- I, I, scarier scarier and like you know and, and you know not you know we were just i was just joking about nightmare on Elm street but like seriously the first movie really does there are moments in the first movie that are so where there's just something that's just like the it really captures dreams really well because the idea of a dream is that like something is just slightly off you know like just something like really just random you know it's not like oh my god there's a bunch of cockroaches or there's a bunch of rats on the floor it's oh there's a goat running by for no reason and then that's it and you're just like oh that just happened but is that is that really weird? I don't know. Am I dreaming? Maybe I'm not dreaming. Maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe I'm wide awake and a goat's just running around a boiler room. What's so weird? You know what I mean? Like it's and I want to see a little bit more of that questioning reality. Whereas like they just yeah, you know, there's moments where it's like oh my god. That being said, there's some great set pieces of like him in the bathroom where there's like the glasses, the the mirrors are cracked. oh yeah, so cool. Look that there was moments like that where I was like man, this is really fucking inspired. And you can see that he's a production designer. You know. Um, I just wanted more of that, but I did. I did really enjoy it. I was really glad that you picked this one because I was like, "Oh, I, it's been on my list for movies to see," and I just didn't have a good excuse to see it until you said, "Let's watch it," and I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it, I think it's exactly right. It's enjoyable. It could have been better. I would love to see an uncut version, but we'll probably never get it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll write him, be like, "Hey, what's up, dude? You got the yeah. uncut version? Like, let's see it." Yeah, I want to see the one where like the like the kid has the nightmare about having all those guns, and then like he wakes up and it's like, oh, it's just a dream, and then Superman shows up. <laughs> oh, I'll never hear the end of it. Zack no. Snyder, Zack Snyder's only day. Um, yeah. but yeah, again, super enjoyable. A very rare non-scene pick from the uh, the interesting, strange film group. Yeah. Um, but yeah, stay tuned. We we got a lot to cover now that you know we're yeah. we're back in quarantine for California. Fuck yeah, let's make let's make the most of it. Let's go. Yeah. Let's- <laughs> so uh yeah, uh we will see you next week yeah. or next week after. Bye guys. Bye. It's okay, it's all right. You're safe here. I'm a psychiatrist. Tell me what happened. Can you tell me your name? How are you feeling? Coming soon from Paramount Pictures.